This is Show Me Today, the voice of Missouri. A group of students at Missouri S&T are working on a project that could play a major role in humans having a sustained presence on the moon. Uh, this is Jesse Fletcher, a junior in chemical engineering from Springfield. Uh, hi, Jesse. Hey, how are you doing? All right. Your lunar biotech team had a project, and it was recognized for having one of the top innovations. Tell me about your project. All right. So, yeah, the um, the contractor is actually it's a Jacobs Ex- Space Exploration Group, and um, they, they had a project called the Lunar Life Odyssey Challenge. Um, so the, the, the project is uh, to present an idea that has a uh, uh, that would have a good um, impact on sustainability on the moon for uh, lunar inhabitants. Um, so our project, uh, it went over a uh, bioreactor uh, that is uh, semi-aquatic. So that means that the, uh, the algae that we're growing or the cyanobacteria is um, just semi-wet and it, it, uh, it converts carbon dioxide and wastewater into um, oxygen and potable water and potentially proteins that can be consumed by the, um, the, the inhabitants. So our uh, main goal in this project was to have a, a very energy efficient, very lightweight uh, model that um, would cut down on payload costs and uh, be able to uh, have very uh, cheap operational value. All right. Students at Missouri S&T are coming up with a way that uh, we could possibly uh, live on the moon, live on the moon or just stay on the moon for an extended period of time. What's the what's the end goal? Um, the goal of this one is to uh, extend the period. Um, so it, it would be to conduct research on the moon. At, um, th- this uh, innovation would uh, just uh, help cut down on all of the costs and make the living a little more easy. Okay. So explain this now. You guys take this algae and you turn it into usable resources. Try to explain that that process. Yeah, so um, certain types of algae, like cyanobacteria that grows in ponds or lakes, they don't need great living conditions to grow. So the moon doesn't have great living conditions. The atmosphere is not great. All of the materials that we send up to the moon will have to recycle through. We can't, um, rather than gathering the resources from the moon. So the, 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 the what the bioreactor does is it recycles the water through the systems, so um, what, whatever the astronauts consume, whatever they use for the projects, um, can be sent to this bioreactor, where the algae can convert it back into useful and clean material. And then, and then also the the carbon dioxide that they produce can be consumed by the algae, which is uh, the part of the organic material that is used to make the protein. All right. So you take this this algae and this bioreactor, and that would go up to the moon. How how big is this bioreactor? Um, so the the bioreactor is actually very modular. So we we have one base design that can be um, changed and and developed to where it, it can uh, host uh, a certain number of inhabitants. the The size of the reactor would be dependent on the number of lunar inhabitants there were. Uh, the one we have in our lab, it's it's about six feet tall and two feet wide. It looks like a a big window screen. Um, so the the window screen uh, pretty much sits there. I, I'm saying window screen, but we call it a, a mesh membrane material. Um, it it sits on this uh, platform uh, vertically, and then the water is pumped in, through the top of the window screen and just flows down. And that's where the algae grows is on the window screen itself. Something that size, six by two, you said it was six by two. Mm-hmm. H- how many people would be able to uh, function off of that? 
Um, those are some of the calculations we're still working on doing. Jesse Fletcher is joining us, a student at Missouri S&T. Uh, their lunar biotech team has created this. Uh, and, and so basically, it would be a, a screen. You would take up a screen to the moon? Yeah, uh, essentially. And, and um, it, it would be essential to have a uh, an enclosure around this screen that we can monitor the pressure and the temperature so that the water and algae are in uh, good condition to grow and transform. Yeah. So they would take this algae uh, that would be on this screen and you run waste through it then it kind of filters out is that what it does and then the algae creates yep essentially the algae is a filter that also converts into um uh, water and, and proteins okay all right i'm starting to get this now i'm starting to see the the picture how long does that process take when the waste combines with the algae um we are uh, not completely sure of uh, the algae transformation um, but there are uh, methods um, of harvesting the algae, uh, so to say. So um, the algae on this screen, it will grow. And um, actually, a problem we ran into is, is that when the algae grows out, um, the algae at the very center of the screen, so uh, beneath layers of, of other cyanobacteria or algae, is um, is hidden from the light. So uh, periodically, the, the algae will need to be scraped off of the um, the membrane or the, the window screen so that... Um, it can uh, continue to grow healthy. And so, Jesse, the way I see this is something that we have down here on on Earth, uh, an inordinate amount of algae that uh, this could just be replenished and replenished, and you could send up payloads and, hey, we need more algae, right? Is that is that how that would work, too? Um, the, the There would be more research need to be done on the specific strains of algae. Not all algae um, has high counts of protein or is able to um, convert the amount of carbon dioxide at a certain rate. Um, but it would be pretty easy to um, uh, get the certain, once you determine the right strain to use to just grow and produce in a lab would be, um, it would be easy to do. Yeah. How do you, how do you mimic uh, life on the moon or, or the atmosphere or the conditions on the moon here on earth? Um, so actually, it's uh, we've actually started another project that uh, gets into that a little bit. But uh, for this one, we were um, using the constraints of of Earth, of like the pressure and the atmosphere, because the bioreactor will be in a space that the astronauts are living. So it will already need to be in similar conditions to Earth, because that's what humans are designed for living on. Um, but the, we're working on a new project that would uh, be able to host the membrane in the bioreactor outside of lunar inhabitants, where we would have to develop a um, a protective barrier uh, that that keeps the atmosphere similar to Earth. Jesse, how soon uh, before uh, humans are on the moon and staying there for an extended period of time, whether that would be a week or a month? Where, where do you um, think we I, sit? I can't give a, an exact uh, answer, but um, I could see um, by 2030 us ascending lunar, inhab- lunar inhabitants uh, up to um, for for short periods of time. Wow! In six years. Uh, potentially. Potent- yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. NASA gets lots of research from from uh, universities like like ours um, for for with ideas similar. Yeah. 
Well, great stuff. Well, congratulations uh, on your great work and, and the recognition from the Jacobs Space Exploration Group. Uh, and who knows, the, the people that, uh, that do go up onto the moon and spend some time up there and researching, uh, they could be uh, living up there and prospering and uh, spending some time up there, all from Missouri S&T students. So congratulations, mm-hmm. Jesse. Great stuff. Yeah, that's, thank you. Yeah, that's kind of exciting, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. On behalf of my team, I greatly appreciate the interview. Uh, thanks for... Uh, the awareness it's appreciated yeah and, and thanks for explaining it I, thanks for kind of dumbing it down to uh, to make it a little more relatable for us great job thank you jesse this is show me today the voice of missouri